0: Uh, oh, and we have a kitty butthole.
1: Oh hey,
0: oh. there you go.
2: Always. Always here's, Why here's do they the... jump up like <gasps> right there.
0: Moxie. Oh, and she spilled something. Anyway. Isn't it basically I robot? So uh no. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> uh he's back. There you are. Uh oh. God uh,
1: damn, goddamn, goddamn internet!
2: <laughs> right, right as we finally start to get on topic, I, um, I know. Then, yeah, this, this is
1: this is gonna be another disaster.
0: Yeah, she's a tool basically, and then what? Will I keep recording when you drop, baby?
1: <laughs> uh, so the recording's fine on my end. Do you have Leo right now? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a disaster. Uh... Hey, welcome to the Good Games Podcast. My name is James. I'm Leo. Justin.
0: And I'm the android sent by CyberLife.
1: Oh, again. (laughs) It's it's almost (laughs) as though we've heard this joke before.
2: I'm having deja vu.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is... this is the second it's time we've loop. tried to record this episode. I am having all sorts of technical difficulties. Jesus Christ. Uh, but this time,
2: we can learn from our mistakes and have a different ending.
1: Yeah. Ah! It's uh-huh. the second uh-huh. Choices
0: matter! Choices choices matter. matter. Ah, I'm going to make different uh,
1: choices. Maybe uh, yeah. this time. <laughs> maybe this talk time. about sex toys. We w- <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: going to say you were going to marry somebody else. Uh <laughs> not get up. No, so, Detroit um,
2: Become Human.
1: Yeah, Detroit <laughs> Become Human. Uh Detroit is a video divorced. game. Uh, um so yeah, uh, uh this time I'm gonna make a different choice. In in a previous timeline, mm-hmm. Jess gave a summary. I'm gonna give a quick summary, and then Jess can fill in the details of what the fuck this video game is. It is the latest at time of recording, the latest entry. Uh, from developer Quantic Dream in their long running game of this type. I don't know Thrones. what I'm talking about.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard I'm... to sum it up because So it's let like... me, I'll it, talk it, a little it, bit about
0: Quantic Dream. A little so bit of Quantic everything. Dream is not necessarily a pioneer, but they kind of, uh, they really brought the choices matter type of game story driven. Uh, kind of playable cutscene type of game. They really brought yeah. that to the forefront of uh, popular co- co- of, of the of the consumer. Like it's really uh, before you could have games like that. Like there were plenty of games like it, but games like Heavy Rain, where there were you know like you had to cut off your finger and do shit like that. Things like that weren't exactly things that say a PlayStation uh, gamer would be able to get a hold of. Uh, a lot of those games were usually popular on the PC. So yeah, it really brought it to the, uh, to the everyman, as yeah. far as, so Quantic Dream is a pioneer when it comes to that, uh, pioneers,
1: the studio director, David Cage is all about trying to make cinematic
2: experiences and, you know, he's basically trying to make movies at, like in video game form. Right? 100%. He's
1: trying to make a playable yeah. movie. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 And, and ass, uh, but... to, to very, to varied success, to extremely <laughs> <Yeah>. varied success, <laughs> Yes. uh, I liked Heavy Rain. I didn't even, especially after James' review of it, I didn't even try. Uh, what's the other one?
1: So, I mean, they've got their first their first game, that studio's first game, was called Fahrenheit 451, I think. Or I think in America it's known by a different name, which is not coming to the top of my head right now.
0: Game. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, that's a book. Uh, uh,
1: oh, Fahrenheit something. I don't know.
2: Fahrenheit four fifty one is the book, book, but, but I, I the game you're talking about is the one on PS two. Yeah, do right? like uh, uh, you know what
1: the title is? Some somebody anyway, uh, I'll I'll keep going. Well,
0: I'm looking for it now. Uh, well, Fahrenheit. It's, is it's just, just called Fahrenheit. It.
1: Okay, I mixed up yeah, a book. Fahrenheit
0: four fifty one is by Ray Bradbury. Yeah, well, uh, anyway, I, was like, I know that book.
1: David Cage is trying to be <laughs> Ray Bradbury. Anyway, that was their first game. Their second game was uh, uh, Heavy Rain. Their third game was, I believe, Beyond Two Souls, which is mm-hmm. what I played. God, it's it was. Rough. Beyond Two Souls is <laughs> a rough, a rough play. And then Detroit, I believe, is their fourth game, unless I'm leaving something out. Um of- us take about right. Uh, just, anyway, uh,
0: check our sources so we don't make anybody sure, mad. Sure, uh, you guys can
1: fact-check me while I keep spewing nonsense. So Detroit is uh, it, a game about androids, and it kind of bounces between this perspective of three different characters. There's um, Marcus, who is kind of this, like, android revolutionary who's like trying to free all the androids and then there's kara who uh is an android and then there's connor <laughs> connor, <laughs> connor i don't a know very to, good boy connor um, is uh he's an android also uh, but he is um he's uh, a, a blade runner android he's k from the movie blade runner 2049 he is an android intended to hunt other androids uh mm-hmm. but specifically uh was deviants right uh Deviant yes. ones, yes, yes. which uh, who, is kind of what world... the Blade
0: Runners were doing anyway right like yeah, they were looking pretty much for... exactly yeah yeah uh, yeah
2: yeah
1: so
0: you got you got it right like Connor is a very dweeby Blade Runner like he's he's definitely he's he's if Data and Kay had a baby like that's exactly what he is like just you know there are mo- moments where someone will tell him a joke and he's just like what so <laughs> ah yes yeah exactly exactly i'll show you where to take where to put that where will i put it what um so yeah uh now that you've given kind of the summary i'll give a little more depth yeah so, yeah
1: flesh me out here
0: so now marcus uh who is i would say the what did you say leo
1: no, it's gross. I yeah, oh. it sounded very sexual as it left my mouth, <laughs> and it, it did not intend yeah. to sound that way. It always
2: happens when you guys are on. Uh, uh,
0: we're I horny. Know. We're 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 in love. How? We're in love. So anyway, uh, anyway, enough about love. Let's talk about Detroit. Um, <laughs> so through the game, you're presented with uh three separate protagonists. Um, Marcus is. Um, between Marcus and Connor, they're kind of considered like the main android protagonists. Like they're they're the focuses where Kara's just kind of like and Kara's here, uh, even though Kara was like the the star of the demo for the, yeah. like, the initial visual demo.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, um, I know they they took a tech demo that they displayed at I don't know Game Awards or one of those things, E3, who knows, mm-hmm. and tried to very flesh very that out. Very
2: impressive technology. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's an impressive. It was an impressive tech demo, uh, but they they yeah. made that tech demo into a character who was. Kara and then yeah. just built a more interesting game with other characters and she happens to still yeah. be in it anytime there was a scene with Kara, and i've watched jess play through this game twice anytime there was a scene with Kara, she was never doing anything it, it always felt like the other two characters were doing way more <laughs> interesting things
2: i i remember that that's one of my biggest issues with the game was like in general, I like these. I like the games from this these developers a lot, like Heavy Rain and um, Fahrenheit. But this one, um, and I, I didn't play. I, don't, I think I played through Beyond Two Souls. It didn't really leave a lasting impression. But this one left a specifically <sighs> lasting impression in how mundane all of the activities were. That I, especially Kara did. It's like you had to spend, and like you're just trying to like open a trash can or something, and you're just doing this little like joystick rotating thing. And I'm like. And uh, you accidentally goof it up and then she's just trying to yeah, And then to, she, she puts it back and it. You do it again, you yeah, accent, and like, then
1: she puts it back again and you're like,
2: oh There's an excessive <laughs> amount of that kind of stuff, which I prefer like that kind of stuff to be more like in action sequences and stuff, and then like I'd rather just watch the rest of it. But I exactly. Guess, you know, no, all, so
0: each of them are supposed to kind of you know, show a different facet of, you know, like it's called become human and they're each, you know, kind of showing something a little different about the human condition and kind of, you know, like, I feel like Connor's whole thing is that you're supposed to be able to view this from not necessarily an objective point of view, but from the point of view of someone who doesn't really belong in either category. He's not a revolutionary. And he's not human. Like he's not—he's not an android looking to, you know, have a life. And he's not—not—not in the beginning anyway. So he's kind of on the outside of both sides, looking in. Um, and Connor, you really get a a point to kind of drive the story in different ways. Marcus, you get a point to kind of drive the story different ways. Kara can die. (laughs) That's it. Like no, she can just die. Uh, no, like that's exactly what can happen. Like you can kill her off, and all of the characters are—you can kill off. Early, but I think Cara... I remember
2: enjoying killing Cara like different ways. That was like part of what I uh, did about the game. Was just, yeah.
0: I need to. There needs to be a supercut of how many times I accidentally yeah. killed Connor in my uh, most it, recent
1: playthrough. Jess's uh, <laughs> yeah. most recent playthrough of Detroit Become Human was on her stream at Werewolf Jesse uh J E S S E It's Jesse Genesis. Just kidding. no it's Jesse Genesis. J E S S E It's been Jesse
0: Genesis since the last Listen. the last podcast.
1: I'm I think we talked about that. I'm terrible at this. Anyway, anyway, on on her stream, uh she killed the character Connor about 18 different ways and every time you kill him, I guess a new Connor comes back or something and then she just hilariously kept accidentally killing him over and over again
2: (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs) well i wanted hank to like me and it turns out if you die a few times hank likes you but
2: uh the secret goal of the game is just mm -hmm. how many ways can you kill our characters (laughs) would you
0: die for clancy brown is the name of the game uh so yeah anyway
1: I, i oh i was gonna say to address leo's point i think that's kind of a common criticism of not just detroit but these games in general is Like, clearly, very clearly, David Cage wants to make an interactive movie, but how do you accomplish that? And I think one way uh, is, you know, you force the viewer or the player to make choices that affect the story. And then the other way is you can make them mash buttons during action sequences or like, oh, I have to like, for some reason, I have to do like a, a sure you can motion to open my refrigerator and then that, like yeah, but see
2: that's keep, what bothers yeah, me more than the yeah. action sequences. The action yeah, yeah. sequences is like, oh, that's cool, like I'm in it. But yeah, like, like the mundane tasks, I'm like, why?
1: And then why? you inevitably like fuck up the Shoryuken you can motion like five times in a row. So right. characters just opening and closing the refrigerator door, <laughs> which is like the most <laughs> yeah. immersion breaking thing.
3: Uh, ever <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. if you're actually a robot though, and you have to process <laughs> something, and you process your process it incorrectly, you're gonna <laughs> just like
1: <laughs>
3: so. That's actually what's happening
1: every time the player fucks up, like the robots just have that's a supposed glitch. to be the yeah, yeah,
2: you're becoming yeah. the deviant. Yes, but
0: it. uh, the point I was getting to though with Kara is that you know, with with uh, with Marcus, you know, him dying has a significant impact on the game, with Connor, it has a significant impact on the game. Uh, and in Connor's case, you know, he's kind of outside looking in. Marcus is trying to find freedom and trying to find his voice when he's really only ever known a life where he was sheltered and kind of given. He was given an opportunity that other androids weren't, and it became very clear to him. And he was like, you know what, fuck that. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna push forward, and everyone's gonna get the opportunity I had. Uh, and then with Kara, the point of Kara felt like you're trying to kind of decipher what it means to love and if an android is capable of love and if you know like mm-hmm. what sort of it, it's kind of a mother daughter relationship you're supposed to play through but when she dies there's no significant impact on the story <laughs> and that's what makes it like she just got kind of, it's like oops she's fucking dead and like that's <laughs> it you know like at the end of the game there's, uh, there's a couple of different ways that a- the game can end for Kara and mm-hmm. uh, her, her brood so Kara's group is Kara her daughter uh, Alice and their friend luther now luther is this giant like he's this giant dude who's just the sweetest baby uh and he can die really early and it makes me very sad but again no significant impact uh there is a point where you're trying to get them across the canadian border and canadian border control can grab you and all three of the characters die right there and it's very sad and it's hard to see but they don't even mention it in the end of the game. Like, it's just like, also, you know, the Canadian border sure is strong. Like it's, that's it. There's no, you know, where if something happens with Connor, you know, the entire tra- trajectory for cyber life will change the entire trajectory for uh, his partner, Hank played again by Clancy Brown. Uh, if Connor die, if all of the characters die, Clancy Brown's character, Hank will kill himself. Like that's something that can happen in the game. Um, And it's something they kind of hint at in the game. Like, he's already suicidal. And so, like, he will, you know, actually succeed in committing suicide if you don't get the correct ending to this game. Uh, If Marcus doesn't succeed, you know, these uh, androids living in this, like, refugee camp Jericho, which is just, like, this abandoned ship, will die. So there's a huge sweeping impact if these other two characters die. But fucking nothing. Like, if if Kara and Alice die, it's like, well you don't have another day in detroit yeah yeah like you don't have to crash anymore like that,
2: that was kind of like a different um issue i had with the game it's that like it those like really divergent uh endings to me seemed like there was really only like one obvious narrative that made you feel like it was complete i guess i don't know i felt like a lot of it ended up in parts like like everyone dies and suddenly this guy kills himself or whatever and like this is an ending but it didn't feel like it felt like more like you lose yeah there's only one correct way to play there is an intended right an intended narrative i didn't like that so much for a game that was had such a divergent of choice and stuff like i would i would have loved to see more like endings that felt complete even though it was sort of an alternate ending you know given your choices
0: well, uh, but. I will argue uh both for and against that because there are like there's an ending that I have chosen to get every time. Like there's a, the quote unquote best ending, you know, where Marcus mm-hmm. succeeds and uh Connor becomes deviant and stuff, but there are chances for you to do things like Connor becoming a deviant and then losing control and assassinating Marcus. Mm-hmm. So like that's an ending that can happen. Uh if you that's go through each good. of the flowcharts, uh if you go through each of the flow charts in Detroit, it's actually very interesting because when it, it does present you at the end of a chapter, hey, these are the choices you could have made, but it doesn't right. show you what those choices always, it doesn't always show you what those choices are. Mm-hmm. And there are sometimes where these flow charts get very complicated. I'm like, what what would have happened if I'd done that? And it does tend to play into, like, I, I get what you're saying where it's kind of, it's, it's almost like a it's not quite as egregious as the mass effect three ending but it's you know there are kind of funnels where you can end up uh right. and uh, and things outside of major character death don't necessarily affect that um but, but there techni- are things like marcus can't uh,
2: the technical like implementation of all that that you just mentioned like the the, the flow chart and you know Technically speaking, and graphically speaking, like and the UI UX of yeah. this game is fantastic. I I,
1: I oh, the loved the way necessary. they did the yeah. yeah. I loved yeah. the way they did the timeline and and yeah. yeah and I like that they don't tell you they just show you that there are branching paths, but they don't tell you right. how to get to those Too paths. Much. I I yeah. yeah I I really like that.
0: Yeah, um, there are parts of the game that you may never see if you don't make certain choices, and you never know exactly mm-hmm. what that choice was.
2: Yeah, uh, that's a way to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. there are, and there are points where like. Uh, the ending for Marcus can be like he—he he got an android revolution, but he caused a war in, in doing so. Like he, everything was completely violent, and they—but they managed to, you know, save the day. Uh, and I have no idea what that branch looks like because I hated the idea of Marcus, who was raised as this like gentle artist. Like his, the, in the beginning of the game, you find out like his his father, quote unquote, who's this old man who's an you know popular artist. uh you know, raised him to be a very or quote unquote raised him to be someone who was artistic, to be gentle, to be his own person. So the idea of him not being like that was kind of like, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel right to the character. But you have that option. You can be like, hey, well, Marcus decided to just go full fucking Terminator (laughs) and, you know, fuck some shit up. So and same with Connor. Like you can go from him being K who's like, oh, maybe I'm the android chosen one, you know, to being like no fuck that i'm killing deviants i'm only killing deviants fuck deviants fuck kyle bush just everything like
1: (laughs) (laughs) nobody we're gonna have to explain that because that did not get recorded so uh we'll we'll have an explainer for what that uh inside joke i guess is um no fuck kyle
0: bush if you're south if you're southern you know apparently fuck Fuck kyle bush Bush.
1: uh him. no yeah there's that was yep. my
0: favorite part of Detroit becoming a man. <laughs> but <laughs> Connor looked right in the camera and said, fuck Kyle Bush.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, I already forgot what I was the fuck I was gonna say. Uh yeah. Um fuck Kyle Bush. And yeah, there there is um what the fuck were you just talking about? You just made a point, and I was gonna <laughs> say uh, something. Where there's
0: uh, different routes I was uh, talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah, how- yeah.
1: There's there's definitely like an intended path. Uh yeah there's like a good path for sure and a lot of the like branching ones are like the wrong ones and i think that is like that's not necessarily my, my problem with the game i think my biggest problem with the game is like the writing and it's not it's like heavy-handed to the point where it's just beating you with a fucking sledgehammer it's like it's
2: very tropey
1: yeah it's like hey androids maybe maybe Uh, They can love, like, mm. and then like, what makes humans human? Like, mm. and but like, it's the most surface level exploration of that, that there's nothing feeding. There's no subtlety in this. It's just beating you over the head with a sledgehammer of like, you know. Uh but, but it's all been good done good before
2: too, right? Like we we, kept, yeah, we mentioned Blade yeah. Runner before and it's like yeah. literally Blade uh, Runner. Next gen. I mean, come on. Yes,
1: Star Trek the next generation.
3: Yes. That's, uh, just watch that. Whether <laughs> whether you yes. yeah. become human, you're good.
2: It's very tropey stuff and he's kind of beating over the head with it. It is mm-hmm. all stuff that's like sort of already been explored before. Yes. So that it's, part, kind of yeah. the... it's it's been done before and done better, I would say.
0: Well, that's unfortunate. I think a flaw in Choices Matter Games is that they can't get too in-depth with that because then you never come up from the surface. You never get up to the surface again. You never get a chance to experience the full story. If you go too in-depth, you run the... Because, you know, we we talk about these things like the flowcharts and stuff like that. Like, that's essential to this game design. And if you start making it things like, hey, uh, all your choices matter. Literally all your choices. If you pick those lays, you're racist. Like, it's... (laughs) There's yeah, exactly. Like there, you know, well, how did we get there? How did we get there? And, you know, trying to make something that's deeper in this genre, I think is still a big challenge. Uh, so it's, it's both a valid criticism of Detroit, but also, you know, I, I think it's fair that it didn't get too in depth with it because uh it's also running a, a very thin line and they still have to make a profit and they're still a business so you know covering things like police brutality and stuff like that in this game was like oh i mean you need to do that but also how do you do that without making a stand either way and letting the the player choose like that's
1: yeah yeah
0: cuz that's the entire yeah so it's i i absolutely agree with you on your point but also i think it's it's a little tough for this genre and the subject matter so
1: yeah, 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 and I I think you're right in that games like this that have you know a hundred different branching paths, and if your choices really matter, how do you make all a hundred of those paths equally deep and equally resonant? Uh, yeah,
0: how do you end up with not Kara? Like right. that's
1: yeah, um, yeah. I I think there's and to address the whole Kara thing, there's there's kind of a like a natural. Um, a natural butting of heads, a natural uh, push between uh, Marcus, who is uh, a, a, what they call a deviant, which I guess all that means is like, hey, you became self-aware. I guess that's what yeah. deviance You said no once. Yeah. <laughs> De- deviancy, deviant? deviancy equals sentience, I guess, in the world of Detroit Become Human. So there's Marcus, who is like the it's android. It's a slur, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They took sentience and made it a slur for some reason. So uh, yeah, you have Marcus, who's who's King Deviant, and then you have King uh,
0: Deviant, King mm.
1: Deviant, and then you have Connor, who is you know hunting the Deviant. So there's a natural uh, sort of uh, conflict between those two characters, and then there's Kara. I don't. Yeah, anyway, like, yeah. Uh, there,
0: there's a whole point in the game where they all come to a crossroads and the only time you see Kara is like she goes to Marcus and goes hey do you have passports
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm trying, trying to get like, to ask Canada you... because yeah. I, I don't know we had another writing team that didn't really follow the writing
0: prompt well she did murder somebody <clears> but also like at the same time it, it's very you know when you've got you know Connor who's like deviants need to be stopped and and uh, Marcus, who's like, I just want to live. And Carl, who's like, does anyone know the Wi-Fi password? Like, it's a little fucking different. <laughs> it's a little fucking... There's a great meme I'll have to send you guys. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a lot like exactly what I just described. We're against. Right. Hey, do you guys know the Wi-Fi password? Alice wants to watch some fucking Cocoa Melon. Uh, <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that tickled me so much, but yeah.
3: I like that. Oh, uh, I get
1: you, it. You got you got fucking Justin on that one. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: He, he
1: lives the in a cocomelon melon. melon. Was, I live in touched. a cocomelon
3: house. That's why. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I don't even know what that is. Okay, it uh, it's uh, for kids. I'm, it's for kids. It's literally, I'm, literally nursery know, rhymes. Uh, it's just unlimited nursery rhymes. Uh, with they figured out the animals. algorithm
2: to to take a baby's attention perfectly. I mean,
3: yeah. it's,
0: it's like if Caillou got hit on the head and then could only recite nursery rhymes for the rest of his life. Uh, yeah
1: yeah um yeah that's detroit become human it's
2: uh, uh it's, a, it's a good game
1: it's it's a game
2: it's
0: controversial
2: okay. <laughs> it's controversial
1: i think i Jess, think it
0: covers that's so go ahead
1: i was gonna say i think you're really high on this game um i i, I don't let's know. make one it, thing
0: clear i'm extremely high on this game but i also really want to fuck mr krabs so like that's
1: fair fair
0: yeah like that uh, someone from work's gonna hear this and be like yes what the hell um (laughs) that's
2: a very odd sentence when you put Mm -hmm. it all together
0: i'm just just saying clancy brown could get it he could get it then he could get it now uh but any do you guys not know who clancy brown is i keep saying the name and i feel like it's not clancy brown was the villain in the highlander like he ah yeah yeah um
2: i haven't seen that in ages eons
0: I've seen it very recently. Thanks, husband. Uh, it's, it's, thanks it's to my bad. husband. That's bad. <laughs> I like the so uh, mm, that fucking. I can't even remember his name because I'm only thinking about Clancy Brown. But you know who I'm talking about? Uh, Chris Lambert. Chris Lambert's the real star of that movie. Uh, And I I should say it's Chris Lambert that's the star of this movie, but it's the audacity to pick a Scottish man to play a Spanish man and a French Mm -hmm. man to play a Scottish man that really makes the Highlander a fucking trip. Uh, (laughs) They picked, they were like, "Hmm, you know, who would be a really good Spanish man? Sean Connery. Uh, They're
2: just flexing at that point, you know? Yeah, like we got Sean Connery to agree with this. Uh, All right.
0: But anyhow, so yeah, no, I think that Detroit Become Human is very good if you're planning, to, if you want something that is story-driven and does touch on things that are, I would say, topical now, especially with things like police brutality and you know the the fight for human rights in general, you know, like the. So I think that it covers. It's very surface level. It's not going to do anything super deep, it, you know. But at the yeah, same the, time,
2: it's it's
1: not treated with a lot of subtlety either. It's it it takes an issue yeah. and then and then. It presents its stance with a sledgehammer like hmm, okay
0: yeah yeah, yeah. But, it, but sometimes you know people That's want kind that the... you know yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and sometimes people need that sometimes people need to see like you know like they, they need to see marcus make out with his girlfriend on air in order for that for the president to be like hold on maybe androids do fuck like that uh. you know like
1: <laughs> ah, androids yeah can love.
0: Mm, mm, androids can fuck uh she never thought of it before but anyway, uh, so yeah, I think it's a game worth playing. Uh, it is out on the PC as well as I know it's on the PlayStation. I'm not sure what other platforms it's on. I think it's yeah. just PC
1: and Steam. Uh, Jesus, uh, Steam Post. and <laughs> and PlayStation. Whew, uh, my brain is not working. So let's get on to our uh, top five. Yeah, sure. Um,
2: Collaborative top
1: five. Oh yeah, let's collaborate. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I'd,
0: so our top five United choices matter. Yeah,
1: our top five choices matter. Games. Uh, I I'm gonna nominate from. I I have one game from. Uh, I, I went one game per developer. My Quantic Dream selection was not Detroit Become Human. Uh, I chose Heavy, heavy rain. rain
2: for sure. I, yeah. I chose mm-hmm. Heavy
1: Rain. I think the camp that that's like the lack of subtlety in the in the campiness of that studio works so much better in like a, a stupid campy detective like thriller
2: a noir detective yeah thriller.
1: i don't mind the kind yeah. of like stupid tropiness when it's i don't know a detective thriller as opposed to right. when it's trying to i don't know but yeah You're uh
2: too, too serious.
1: Yeah. yeah i really liked heavy rain um i mean it, it has all the same flaws that that detroit does but i don't know i i liked the uh the subject matter yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i think it works better in in a whatever mystery thriller
0: i think yeah. it works better in a in a game where morality isn't uh isn't something that's at that's question true because that's, that's the true. other it is a know, more it,
2: clear moral yeah
0: like narrative. hey this guy's actually fucking killing children like this is a problem like mm-hmm. there, no yeah, one right. If you have a varying opinion on whether or not children should die, that's, you know, that that itself is a bigger problem.
2: You've got other problems. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, it can't devolve into a shouting match like a thing like human rights can. Uh, so, you know, I think that it was the safer bet, but I also think it deserves a ton of credit because, like I was saying earlier, Heavy Rain really brought the idea of a story-driven game, a cinematic game, really uh, into the forefront. Because it came out on the PlayStation 3. Like this wasn't something recent. This wasn't you know in the like. I feel like the PS4. And that you know era going forward. Is really when like the indie darling. And the art, the games as art thing. Really took off. But in the era of the PlayStation 3. When we're pulling things like. You know Xbox Connect. And you know PlayStation Move. Like let's all fucking. We're trying to do what the Wii's doing. You know this. This push, this push for interactivity and in games that are going to keep you up and active and you know having quote unquote fun, the idea of a story-driven game where you're really just kind of playing through a movie was not something that was. Games as art wasn't a big idea yet. It was, oh. or it wasn't an embraced idea yet. So it would have been
2: great on the Wii. <laughs> oh
0: man, no.
2: <laughs> motion controls, never. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, with that in that mind, be that actually brings me to a. Uh, choices matter game that i don't think anyone's going to expect uh but i do want to give it uh its credence is uh Uh, we sports oh yeah we sports Sports is uh choices matter in we sports
2: keep your friend or not yeah
0: yeah do you you want to talk to to your mother ever again (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i chose the gutter ball every time uh leave me alone so no i was actually gonna say silent hill shattered memories which is uh, both a remake of the first Silent Hill game, but also a game where you know you do go through and you have things like quote-unquote psychic evaluations where they run, t- t- they run questions by you and make you think about things. And the choices you make in that do, dep- do make differences in the appearance of characters and the appearance of different things within the game. Uh, it's a very high-level choices matter kind of situation because it was really more of a facet of a larger horror game. But at the same, same time, you know with you saying doing this on wii that was another point where they could show like hey choices matter can be it doesn't have to be just a purely cinematic game you can integrate it into other things uh or it's a good example of it doesn't necessarily mean it pioneered it but it was a very good example of it i thought yeah that's fair is it the best one of all time probably not but i did want to put it on on the table because you know but james do you have more
1: Oh, I got I all... I got I got my whole top five. Uh, my next game, okay, I know... Okay, hear this shit. Jess and Leo, I know you guys are going to have this on your list. My next game was... I can't remember the developer's name... Uh, Until Dawn. Um, Hell
0: yep. yeah.
3: Hell wow. yeah. Who made that? Oh, that? Yeah.
0: Fucking Who Rami Malek. Uh, fucking made Rami that Malik game. Rami Malek made that game. No, oh, it's...
3: Okay. Uh, uh, um, I can't I like how my of. husband
0: has to tell me to settle down and... I like how massive. he was quiet the entire time. I was super like, massive, yeah. "Hey, I want to fuck Clancy Brown when yeah, I start talking massive. about Rami Malek," and he's like, "Hey, hold on."
1: <laughs> no, I just <laughs> couldn't remember the studio's name. Super Massive Games. Um,
2: yeah, it happened for you. Justin. And
1: I remember, I remember this game. This game landed right about the same time as Beyond Two Souls, and I just got off of the massive disappointment of Beyond Two Souls, and then I, uh, Jess and I, and actually <laughs> Justin, sort of cooperatively all played this together and i was like hey this is like uh what if quantic dream made a good game uh
0: well here's <laughs> yeah. my favorite part here's my favorite part now i agree that this needs to be on our list but i can we cannot talk about until dawn without talking about my favorite part of until dawn which was not rami malik but actually, i actually us playing this game on new year's eve justin james <laughs> and i were sitting there playing this game and james had control he had the controller in his hand and we're in the middle of a point where he's not supposed to move at all right yeah, like so he's the, supposed to hold like the- it's
3: doing like don't move don't move with don't a little move. bar on the bottom
0: and all of a James sudden, the fucking me. line drops, and we look over, and James is completely asleep.
3: James barely just passed dry. out like a toddler
0: with a and then,
1: hand. I got sleepy, and the little gyroscope on the PlayStation controller went crazy because my arm <laughs> dropped the controller. And then,
0: my favorite part of it wasn't even that that, was, that wasn't even my favorite part. My favorite part was this Wendigo comes out of fucking nowhere, and it's trying to eat us, and Justin and I are panic-grabbing for the PlayStation controller, and James still asleep i will use the steam controller for effect is going mm, mm. <laughs> not letting us have the fucking controller so we can save the game two characters screaming. died
1: <laughs> I two get characters
0: it. died and we're going god come
1: on i get sleepy um so until dawn is basically like a, a horror slasher film but again it's one of those interactive games and your choices determine whether or not certain characters live or die uh and again i think this is a great uh genre a great setting for this type of game it just the camp works really well uh yeah horror
0: yep. works really well for this a lot and the other thing i loved about until dawn is you could kill all of the characters and still get an ending you know like you all of the characters mm. could die mm, Um part of it yeah exactly and you know it's another one where you know there's uh, hundreds of branches and it's you know like you could play this game for hours and it'd take you a long time to get through all of them uh the mocap was also very good. Like it wasn't amazing, but you know, mm-hmm. all things considered, very good. So,
2: I-, I love that game. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That was good. That was good. Uh, that is not normally my type of game, and I really enjoyed Until Dawn. Uh, next mm-hmm. one I have on my list is from a studio that made a whole career out of making these types of games. I have Telltale's The Wolf Among Us. I figured that might be on your guys's yeah. uh, on your guys's Rest list. Rest in power. It's yeah. uh,
2: definitely not an honorable mention for me. Ooh, didn't you didn't my, have. Didn't
1: five, did you have The Walking Dead instead, or you time. just didn't have any Telltale games?
2: I didn't have. I didn't put a Telltale game on there. Oh, they're, they're all honorable mentions to me. I mm-hmm. mean, they're definitely something I think of when I think of Choices Matters games. But there's just so many good ones I had to put on my list. So. Yeah.
0: yeah. So real
1: quick, uh, The Wolf Among Us is. Uh, if you've never played a Telltale game, it, it it literally. I don't. I don't even think there's any other gameplay other than you just determine uh, what characters say and dialogue, and you determine uh, what choices characters make. And that that's it. That's the game. Um, the Wolf Among Us is sort of like what if fairy tales were a little bit more dark and edgy. Um, so you have like... Um, uh,
0: Which, for the record, has been done so much, but this game does do it very well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is based off of a, a, a comic series, I want to say. Yes. Um, and uh, you play as like the big bad wolf um, uh, big- and bigby bigby and, and you're investigating murders again another just sort of uh, campy detective story a lot of these a lot of these uh games are just mystery horror uh things i'm noticing mm-hmm. anyway what else you guys got or should i just go down my list uh, go on your list. No. If we all
0: have lists. Let's go okay. ahead and go. You go down yours, uh, and then I'll, I'll. I didn't know if we you were going to be the only person making a list. That's why I've been commenting. Oh, I so figured. Much. Let's
1: let's collaborate. Anyway, um, yeah. My next one. Uh, we did a whole episode on on these games, um, Mass Effect. Uh, I, I mean the whole series, but I guess specifically, if you make me pick one, then Mass Effect Two, which I think 2, is widely yeah. regarded as the best one. Um, True. my number one. I, <laughs> uh, my number one is um. I, I'd be fine if we omit this from the list. I don't I don't know if this really counts. And this is also a game I always put at number one slot on any of our top five lists. I have We've talked Stan- about this
2: game many times.
1: The Stanley Parable. Uh oh. we've talked about this game many times. It is a game where your choices matter, but it's not really what you think about when you think of like choices matter games. But it's it's again, it's sort of just a deconstruction of video games and uh, uh, it, it's it's a deconstruction of uh what 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 even are choices in a video game if all of the choices have been pre-programmed you know it's it's mm. it's just deconstructing meta narratives of video games and you know whatever it's it's the Stanley Parable it's very good um so that was my top five what about you guys
0: uh I can go next because I've played a lot of these games okay. and I can give everyone else a, uh, it sounds like Leo has uh has the top five, but I don't know if Justin does. Uh, I kind of um, yeah. well Well, uh, but also, before we move on, Deadass mm-hmm. thought you were going to say Metroid, save the animals, kill the animals. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> ultimate <laughs> choices
1: matter game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. Fucking Metroid. <laughs> the only um, choice that matters. Exactly. I was
1: going to put another game, which I always include. I was going to put Undertale, and then I was thinking about it. I was like, I mean, yeah, your choices matter. I but thought it's... you were going
2: to say another game that we always talk about, but which I'll, is... I'll get to that. Okay, anyway,
1: I, I was thinking about Undertale, but then Undertale is really almost just a binary choice. Once you've done once you've done your first playthrough, it's either are you going to do the don't kill everyone playthrough, or are you going to do the kill everyone playthrough? Um, hmm. But anyway.
0: So, all right. So we have a couple in, in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, Sh- Silent Hill Shattered Memories I kept as an honorable mention. But uh,
1: I knew you'd have Obviously, until, until Dawn. Dawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm
0: uh for our telltale game i actually picked a different one oh, and that picked? is tales from the borderlands oh, uh, i picked tales from the borderlands which one i'm really into borderlands like uh but two i think the challenge that came with that game is that they're taking a first person shooter that yes had a good narrative uh they're taking that completely com- making something that will expand the universe of that first person shooter and they did it very well you know like there's a lot of characterization there's a lot of really interesting uh there's interesting stuff and they didn't just rely on like yes handsome jack is in the game but they didn't rely on the entirety of the main cast to make this go forward they created a new narrative and it was very very good uh and i think that that's especially a challenge when you consider again that it was based on a first person shooter even with a narrative driven first person shooter like borderlands uh the fact that they were able to create something serious and something that did have heartfelt moments and you know moments that were sincerely like emotional and hard to see uh from a game like borderlands 2 which is yes has heartfelt moments but is largely a fart joke like that was an extra challenge Mm -hmm. where with things like Fable or the Walking Fables, which is what the Wolf Among Us is based off of, or The Walking Dead, they kind of already had a somber tone to to work with. So mm-hmm. I think there was an extra challenge there, and that's why that it deserves. If we're going to put a Telltale game in, it deserves that spot because it it's a took good point. a. Yeah, uh, my next game is actually when I started playing recently, which is the Dark Pictures Anthology. Now, this is Supermassive's most recent project, and the Dark Pictures Anthology actually spans several games. I was going to say, isn't
1: Until Dawn included in that, or no?
0: No. So, Until Dawn was a a separate entity entirely. The Dark Pictures Anthology is actually, uh, it's episodic, it seems like. I was going to call it, not exactly micro-game, but, you know, as far as a game like this goes, very small. Um, And the dark pictures anthology is essentially like what you would see if you did like an American horror story. uh, But with, you know, a choices matter type game and with a lot better writing. Well, episodic in that it's uh, each of the stories so far, there are three out. There is the man of Medan house of ashes and uh, little hope. I've played little hope and was extremely impressed by it. And now I have, have both Man of Medan, House of Ashes, and there's a fourth one coming out. Uh, So they're continuing to make this series. And the way that they frame it, uh, the stories can be isolated, uh, but the choices do matter. You can see a bunch of different things. There's ways for, like, I was reading up on Little Hope after I finished playing it, which is, it's almost like a, like a crucible kind of story. Uh, But it's, it's incredible because there are things that you can completely miss and not even realize it. Like that's, you know, so there, there were storylines and facets of that game that I didn't see at all because I didn't choose to do this or because I let a character die too early um, because they annoyed me. But yeah it's like, fuck it, they're dead. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I think that it's really doing the choices matter style game. It's taking what they, what Supermassive did with Until Dawn. And I guess it's kind of like a double you know, like, it, it's kind of a double nomination for Supermassive to have both Until Dawn and The Dark Pictures, but the games are so different. The games are so, and and really, The Dark Pictures is such a refinement to what they did with Until Dawn that it's it's a completely different game. It's a completely right. different, you know, so I, I definitely think out. that needs to be on, on the list. Another one, uh, now, obviously, my next one is Detroit Become Human. We've already talked about it but my number 1 is life is strange. Oh, so yeah. life is strange yeah. is uh uh it wasn't a, it was a game that looked good when i saw it. It's done by a uh, Dontnod and uh published by Square Enix. I expected it to be okay. You know, i was high off of tales from the borderlands. I was ready to play another game like it. Um and the the style looked nice. So i started playing it and that handles the idea of things like both serial killers, but also heavy choices you have to make, especially as a teenager uh, things like, am I going to sit with my friend by her deathbed or am I going to, you know, can I help this, this friend of mine who could commit suicide? Can I help stop them from doing that? You know, there are, and again, these have serious impact on the story, which is, you know, I know earlier I was saying with Detroit become human, it's a little harder to, to, Address some of this stuff. But Life is Strange really did it very well. The writing or the dialogue style can be a little jaunted. Like I don't think they ever heard a teenager talk before. But the choices and the things that they have to go through. And the things that they're you know dealing with. Are all very very heavy. Emotional and also sometimes very fun. Very joyous. Like it, it really captures the idea of being a teenager very well. Um And it's also, you know, like there's time travel and bullshit, but yeah, no, I think that as far as Choices Matter games, it went, it's awesome. And I, I definitely, I, if you're going to play a Choices Matter game, I would recommend Life is Strange.
2: I know you're big on that one, on Life Mm -hmm. is Strange. I I haven't played it, but I know you've played a lot of it. I got to check it out at some point. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Did you have any uh, other nominations that we haven't mentioned, Leo?
2: uh you've actually mentioned uh, all of mine except for two uh one that we've always talked about throughout this podcast if we have an episode on it uh Metroid. i'll just say 999 uh, nine, nine. Uh, uh
0: that is of, the choices matter game kind of but l- it
2: doesn't lots it always of have choices no it was different endings
1: there there I are different die. endings yeah. there the, 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 there is definitely a true ending but there are different endings yeah if you're if yeah mm-hmm. uh huh that's true i i yeah. kind of I kind of forget about that game. And it it also has the same timeline thing that... um, Mm
2: -hmm. That Detroit does, yeah.
1: That Detroit does, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's
2: funny, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That was number one (laughs) on my list just because that's probably the choices game I played the most Mm -hmm. reruns of. Um, And then I have Dragon Age Origins, and that's really just more of a personal pick. There's probably just just a generic Choices Matter Mm -hmm. fantasy-themed world. I mean it's just like dragons and knights and shit that gets me. So
0: I think Justin's yeah. saying that choices matter right now very much. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> does
1: does Ethan have any uh choices matter favorites? Uh
0: Coco Melon. Coco Melon yeah. this is his favorite right. choices matter. So so Ethan
1: if you have to dinosaurs. choose between Coco melon
2: Ethan if you... and Shark Dog. Uh, Shark? what the hell is Shark Dog? Uh, oh it's on Netflix. Uh, I don't know. No, the Are color. the dog to Aes to Coco Melon, Shark Dog, or Blues Clues? I'm here. I'm here in (laughs) Coco.
1: So, uh, yeah, should we try to come up with a top five?
0: Well, let's let Justin get his in. Justin hasn't had his.
2: You've you've talked three of mine in, so I'm happy if we get Heavy Rain, Mass Effect Until Dawn in there. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I, I come on. I think those have to be in, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, that has to be on everyone's list. I think. Those can I just three...
3: say that I'm? Can I just say I'm disappointed that just did not put in Shadow the Hedgehog? How dare
2: you! <laughs>
3: How, dare you?
0: How dare you!
1: Is that really um, like a?
3: That's a that's a yeah. Choice no, there's
0: a cho- it's a choices matter game. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, you have to choose whether or not Shadow fucking murders people.
3: Uh, <sighs> Is he good guy? Is he? Is he a uh, good guy? Doesn't give is it a good, good guy. <laughs>
0: is he a good guy? a good guy. Um. Yeah. No. So there's a running joke among our friends uh, that I think needs to be explained. That I, I don't uh, think is a that joke. That I want to fuck Shadow the Hedgehog. I don't want to fuck Shadow the Hedgehog.
1: The more you deny
3: it, <laughs> well, <my laughs> I didn't learn this, so I'm just going to spread the rumor even more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Continue. So Justin. wait a minute. Sorry, now to... Yeah.
1: Sorry. Did you have any other ones, Justin?
3: Um, the only one you guys did not mention, which I I enjoyed, and and it's a very popular game, very popular to the Mifred. point where it's been released again.
1: Oh,
0: Skyrim! It's,
3: the same. Skyrim! Oh yeah, oh, oh
0: yeah. You gotta say that game choices do kind of matter, but yeah, they
3: kind of matter in that game. And granted, there is like an ultimate ending, but mm-hmm. you know, you can do kind of whatever the fuck you want. That's true. And it yeah. kind of influences which kind of size you sway on in certain towns and all that so yeah I, that's a, I agree that's a good choice game.
0: I definitely agree but I also think that that kind of blurs the line between sandbox game and choices matter games Yeah mm. cuz it doesn't necessarily have a, a a consequence for the final ending like a true ending like yeah you know I can support the fucking the Jarl. Winterhold yeah the yarl I can you know I can go game of thrones on this shit or not uh, the storm cloaks or the you know either way uh so yeah i agree and disagree but let's go uh okay so we know until dawn and mass effect are and what heavy we rain have so right far.
1: did we
3: all Clabby consensus Ram agree has... on i have heavy... to yeah those are definitely
0: so i have to give uh i i have to say 9 on the mass effect uh only because they didn't because of how fucking terrible it was handled in mass effect 3 you have to punish it for that like you can't i
1: guess Uh... because
0: like the game now now mass effect does have its amazing things like you know the the importing of save data to you know decide whether or not these characters lived or died or good or bad you know that kind of thing is very very that is choices matter but i think in you can't we can't make it a top five when you consider but oh, that's that's you'd... my yeah
1: so my problem with the mass effect 3 if we're going to talk about mass effect 3 even though we already did in a previous episode my problem yeah. with my problem with the third game because like the very common criticism which i think is a valid criticism is that oh it doesn't matter what your choices are you always get the same cutscene. what color pick your color uh but, like, you're ignoring, like, every other decision that you've ever made in that game. My problem with the third game, like, because there's so many, so many other times where your choices literally do impact the story, and you know, in, in an impactful way, in a way that does actually change the thing, uh, change what happens. Uh, my problem with the third game was just more about tone. The tone of that game is just really weird. I don't know why mm, that yeah. game decided, because, like, the first... Like I, I think that Mass Effect One is Star Trek: The Next Generation. Mass Effect Two is like Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, and Mass Effect Three is like Full Metal Jacket. it's just like what? Mm. Why is this like a war movie now? What? Uh, anyway.
2: Yeah, it, it turned into more of like an action like action, action-packed like Mass Effect yeah. thing. I don't know like why that, yeah.
1: we, yeah, we just we just really wanted to make a shooty shooty war movie. I don't know. It was very strange the tone yeah, the, yeah. yeah. anyway uh, uh so anyway um uh so those three have to be on there right we, I, i'm i'm over i've but, been
0: outvoted on this one right. so i'll I let you guys have been, it
1: i
2: think you've been out I, um, I think mass effect has to be on there just as a whole like
1: yeah 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 we need to come up with two more games
0: all right, well, if we're putting Mass Effect on there, then I definitely want Tales from the Borderlands to be on there too.
1: That's fine. I think we need a Telltale Games rep yeah. since they did make a career out of making just these types of
2: games. <laughs> yeah, so,
3: yeah.
0: The saddest um, part is they oversaturated their own market. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
3: There's so <laughs> they many. They killed themselves. Yeah,
0: yeah. They, yeah, really they drowned themselves. It was. Yeah.
3: There's, there's was so like, many of those games. Every, every time they kept announcing a Telltale, I was like, guys, yeah. slow down. Yeah. <laughs> there We're was doing like
0: Batman. Great. We're also doing Minecraft. Why?
1: <laughs> there's a point at which, uh, yeah, there's so many Telltale games. At one point, I didn't even realize that there was a Telltale Batman game. I was like, wait, what?
3: There is? What? There's a Telltale Batman game? Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there and you we go. We own it. We fucking own it.
3: There's yeah. a Telltale All it is game. is you make the choice of where to spend your money.
0: Oh, shit, though. Yeah, yeah, that's the ultimate Telltale. Your choices matter with Telltale, depending on. Man, that's a great idea actually. If I did for the stream to play uh one of the Telltale Batman games because let's uh, let's face it. Batman is like the ultimate Christmas franchise. Like it's oh, yeah.
1: When you think Batman, you, know. you think Christmas. It yeah. it is perpetually Ooh. Christmas in Gotham, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, one more game.
0: Mm. Uh
2: Charlie <laughs> <laughs> what else... Life is Stanley strange. Terrible, I'm
0: going to or... Life, is, Life strange. is Strange is probably a
2: good that's, pick. That's yeah. a
1: good pick. That's a good pick. We got to rank them now. Yeah. We've got Mass Effect. We've got Until Dawn. We've got Heavy Rain. Uh, we've got Life is Strange. And our fourth one, or our fifth one was. Um, what the fuck? Tales was from it? the Borderlands. Tales from the Borderlands. Yep.
0: So I'll put Tales from the Borderlands at the very bottom because, like I said, the problem with Telltale games is that they, they killed themselves. So. Yep. You know they yeah, that makes sense. they they went from you know artware to shovelware real fast.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I think Sad. there was some real merit to like a lot of their earlier games, and then we started getting into you know Telltale Minecraft, and it was like, wait, what? Yeah, uh, yeah,
3: exactly. This isn't even gonna be a list about <laughs> the games themselves. This is gonna be a list about the actual like the, the, the choices developers. of the company has. <laughs> <mattered. Yeah. laughs> they might as well be a list
1: of the top five developers all right uh what's yeah. number four until dawn heavy rain mass effect life is strange
0: i want to nominate mass effect
1: okay I mass effect. that's fine okay yeah that's fine I think,
2: I think that the choices matters elements of mass effect are only a small part of
1: it's a
0: facet GTA of Empire
2: a game. yeah it, it is, is. Yeah, i mean yeah. you
1: got a big whole like shooting role-playing game and i i, I think out
0: like of the hedgehog <laughs> and I think,
1: like, and rightfully so, Mass Effect has drawn a lot of criticism for, like, the Paragon Renegade thing, because, like, a lot of the choices in Mass Effect, especially the third game, are just, just these very binary choices of, like, ah, do you want to be a, an angel or do you want to be the devil? And, like, there are so... F- there are good... There are really good... Like, um, like uh, in Mass Effect 2, Two, I want to say no one sorry the Rachni queen was like oh uh, you know there's this there used to be this ancient race of terrible warlike uh, insects and we exterminated them but then later on in the game it's like you find this Rachni queen and she's begging for her life but uh, if you bring her her life back that could bring about the return of the Rachni which like devastated the galaxy I think there's some, like, real... You kind of have to wrestle with the ethical and moral implications of that decision. Uh, And those are the interesting choices. Not, like, Paragon, Renegade, Angel, or Devil. Like, I love when Mass Effect makes me go, Okay, wait a minute. Ooh, 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 wait a minute. Um, So, But, yeah, there's just not enough of those. Mass Effect needs more of those types of choices.
0: Exactly. Um. No, I think there's a lot of depth to the choices in Mass Effect. I do agree that Mm -hmm. there is depth uh the their their egregious mistakes do need to be considered but Mm. also uh like leo was saying it's a facet of a larger game otherwise shadow the hedgehog would be number one (laughs) right
1: right, right. all right so our last last three heavy rain until dawn and life is strange
0: um i would say heavy rain needs to be three yeah i'm
1: fine with that i'm fine with that
0: now the real question is going to be whether or not uh so i feel like until Dawn's going to get our number one spot only because it hits a lot of the points that we've said make a choices matter game very good mm-hmm. it deals with heavy subject matter but also it deals with it's it's a horror slasher you know so like you're expecting characters to die like you kind of have already come in with a set expectation um it's very cinematic it's very you know like it's it's a story-driven game where All of the characters could die or none of them could die uh and each that does impact the game in some way um so i feel like it could be our number one but if only because it's a very i feel like it's a it's a perfect example of what the genre could or yeah what the choices matter game can look like you know how it's something that like leo uh i think one of the reasons you like this game so much is because your wife who doesn't usually like video games Sat down and played through mm-hmm. it with you. It's it's you it's, know, it, it's an accessible it's game. A very, it's very like if you, you have
1: know. people on your couch, it's it's like a very like couch watchable game. Very couch watchable. It,
2: it, it succeeded yeah. in in yeah. what you know other games of the genre couldn't do, which is just yeah. be like a very viewable,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. gaming experience. Yeah. It it is a truly cinematic game. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, it very much is a cinematic game and just fun. Uh, yeah. However, the problem or the the other the merit for Life is Strange is that it does everything that Until Dawn don't. <laughs> uh, in that it deals with heavier subjects. It deals with things that are, you know, like the choices in Life is Strange can be very heavy and very hard, which makes it a overall more difficult game to play, but it also makes it less of a couch watchable game uh, because you might, not everyone wants to see some of the things they talk about, like, you know, there are things like drugs and molestation and things like that, that this game covers. And that's not necessarily an accessible thing. So yeah. now, but which one makes that, you know, do you, do we value the game because it's hard or because it's a shining example? Like that's the difference. Like, is it.
2: Yeah. I, I uh, think that that makes a case for like having uh, until Dawn be number one, just because yep. it's like the more yep. greater accessible game.
0: Uh, Completely agreed like I think that as far as games as art goes life is strange is definitely like is is a top like 10 as far as games as art goes because it's something that you know it, it was published by Square Enix so it is it's super accessible it's got you know so it does have accessibility, but because it's so heavy. It can be very hard for a lot of people to play. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not necessarily matter. a difficult game. Yeah, it's not a difficult game, but the content is difficult for them to address. Like, there was a point mm-hmm. after one of the chapters of Life is Strange uh, where I just felt sad. Like, I felt really awful that something had happened and that I mm-hmm. hadn't been able to do something about it. So. But
2: good art does that
0: exactly exactly so it's a very artistic game but i i think that until dawn definitely is our number one as far as choices matters games because you can play that game feel bad for your decisions but also be like well it's a slasher they were gonna die anyway you know kind of like you can you can still go to sleep that night and not cry uh (laughs) so
1: so there you have it the top five choices matter games according to the good games podcast number five tales from the borderlands number four mass effect uh, probably the second one is the best one. Number three, Heavy Rain. Number two, Life is Strange, and number one, Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are all good. I like all of those. Those are all good yeah. games. They're all
2: good games.
1: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let's endorse stuff. Who's going first?
2: Um, I'll just follow up on my endorsement from the last episode. Uh, watch The Wheel of Time. Oh, and shit. it is fantastic turns out so yeah i endorse i haven't so it, i haven't I watched before but endorsed but no, i haven't, watched it. I, I, endorse haven't it. I haven't been watching it but i'm to, going to uh, i'm going to start
1: i will well, i'm gonna be over. the
0: top sell on this one but i'll uh i'll give it a shot
1: no I, i'd like to um
3: it looks i good. would say i would it's, say
2: that the the first episode is does feel a bit rushed in its pacing I, I think that they're they were trying. I feel like to, that's
0: kind of all pilots. Like it's not. Yeah, you know. it's
2: a pilot. Like it very much feels like a pilot, but it still has its good moments. Um okay. By episode three, it's you're really starting to see more of the exposition and stuff, and like the thing that differentiates this from other fr- uh, like fantasy franchises. Uh, and then episode four is just bonkers good. So. There you go. okay. that's and that's my,
0: my rule: if it's good by episode four, then it's good. Like that's okay. you that's know. my critical
2: review so far. Yeah. Hmm.
1: All right, yeah, uh, uh, go, go ahead. All right, well, go the Good Games podcast.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Watch little time, I guess. Uh, I am going to endorse my Oreo cookie ball recipe.
1: Uh, oh, where can I you think, find this recipe?
0: So I will give you guys a link to the one that I... In fact, though, I might just write it out completely because I feel like the variations I've made on the original recipe I found are uh, important. You're so going to have to remember made, to send me that. Uh, I'll go ahead and just write it down now. I need to write it out anyway. But what I do, it's a mint Kahlua Oreo cookie ball. Uh, I brought, I think, three sheets of them. Uh, and mind you, they're only like, you know, it was only like an eight by six sheet. So it really wasn't huge. But I brought, I'd say, closer to 50 of them to Thanksgiving dinner. And James had to steal a sheet of them to bring them back. Like he he absolutely stole a sheet of them to make sure that he still had some afterwards. And he's still nice. munching on them they make a great like you just you put them in the, fr- in I'm the just, fridge I'm just surprised
3: they're... James wasn't like already eating one while you were mentioning I I wish they were <laughs> right in this fridge
1: but they're not they're in the main fridge
3: so
0: yeah uh it's great. a good I'll give you guys the base recipe very simple to make if you have a blender you're basically set uh it's a lot of they're they're easy to make they're really really delicious and they're they're a huge hit I'm actually making them for a uh for a friend's uh, grand opening of their tattoo parlor this weekend so uh yeah that's uh bringing my balls to a tattoo parlor let's see how this goes
1: hell yeah uh
0: yeah all right and i guess um, go ahead
1: oh i i got a quick double endorsement uh so i'm going to endorse uh number one real quick the new resident evil movie is good that's it is good. it's just the right amount of stupid um because like resident evil has to be stupid if it takes itself too seriously it's not resident evil uh yeah it's just the right amount of stupid and and it's much more faithful to specifically the two um the first two games and the the remakes of the first two games specifically the remakes uh so re1 Hmm. remake and re2 remake um yeah, there's not so much from the original, but specifically the two, and it follows the storyline pretty tight to the first two games, as opposed to the other Resident Evil franchise that came before this by Paul Anderson, which had... His the
0: Alice-verse, as they call it.
1: Weird no. fan fiction characters, and like, it was, like, it had, it, the Resident Evil name was slapped on it, but it, like... Yeah, so it, it stopped being be Resident
3: able. Evil yeah. after a while. Yeah,
1: it was not Resident Evil. Like it had some of the it same really characters. The <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, no, yeah. this this follows the first two games real tight. Uh, and I'm also going to endorse Channel Five with Andrew Callahan uh, is a YouTube channel to bring around the inside joke that <laughs> Jess was dropping. It is a YouTube channel by um, this guy who's just like he's an independent journalist. Um, I think he used to work for Vice, but now I think he's completely independent. Um, and his whole shtick is, uh, he just goes around to different big uh, events, conventions, gatherings, concerts, whatever. No, finds... he goes
0: to very strange ones. Like it's, yes, you know
1: fi- it's specifically like weird shit that you were like, oh, I didn't know that existed. Um, just goes to like weird shit. Finds weird people and just points his camera at weird people. And that's it. <laughs> that's that's the entire YouTube channel is just... Well, it's not the entire. He does some like legit journalism. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of his more popular stuff. His more popular stuff is like uh, the one Jess was referencing was he went to Talladega, which is if you follow NASCAR, which I don't. It's like a big uh, NAS big NASCAR event, and there's just a lot of really horny rednecks that <laughs> that he found, and what? he's just he just show points me your his camera. Yeah, so they just keep yelling, <laughs> they keep yelling, "Fuck Kyle, fuck Kyle Bush, fuck Kyle Bush," and then <laughs> show me your butthole, show me your butthole, and that's all that's. It's very strange. Anyway, Channel Five with Andrew hmm. Callahan uh, is very good, very weird. If you want to see some weird journalism, uh yeah.
2: All right, I'm down for weird journalism.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a YouTube channel. I keep saying Channel Five with Andrew. Cal- it's a YouTube channel called <laughs> Channel Five
2: with Andrew. Callahan. No, I'm going to go to Channel Five. And yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, don't.
0: <laughs> Why isn't Channel Five working?
2: Right. Listen, NBC. I'm here for this weird
3: where's Andrew Callahan
1: and I guess that came about because like some people asked like oh what news network are you with and he was just like uh, channel five <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> that makes channel sense. five channel five with Andrew Callahan
0: he also got kicked out of the NASCAR like press pool because he kept asking uh, drivers whether or not they've ever peed or pooped themselves during a race which apparently <laughs> is a common
1: thing. If you gotta pee, yeah, they they were fine. They were like, Yeah, Yeah. of course
0: I did. (laughs) Oh yeah,
1: you gotta pee. You you gotta they all have the same southern redneck. You gotta pee, you gotta gotta pee your suit.
3: gotta (laughs) pee your suit.
0: Gotta let it go. Gotta let it go.
3: No, I heard they actually have like things set up in there. Yeah. Because they're just sitting in a car the whole time for like hours. I mean, you're gonna have to take a piss after a while.
0: Yeah, especially with the car like the engine vibrating and stuff. Like nothing knocks something loose. Like I like,
3: hot, How hot those things get.
1: They gotta like prehydrate themselves.
0: Yeah. Oh
3: yeah. yeah. Um okay. I guess I'll go ahead. Um I bought a uh it was on sale. I bought nice. a Yes. And I stabbed <laughs> people. I'm oh, a murderer now. Um, <laughs> ghost, serious, man, a I recommend it, man. It is just so satisfying to kill people. No. Um, no. Uh, I bought an automatic garage door opener. Oh hell yeah! It's like one of those ones uh, that you uh, can hook up to your Wi-Fi, and from your phone you can open and close your garage if you need to. I, um. The nice. The other That's nice really thing is nice. that uh. The other thing is you can put a sensor on your garage door, so when your garage door opens. It'll alert your phone and tell you, hey, your garage door has been opened." Um, it's nice in the fact that uh, sometimes I go out through my backyard and then I need to get something from the garage. So rather than going back in through my house, through the door, opening the garage and get the stuff, I can just walk to the front yard, use my phone to open it and it opens. Um, I can open it remotely. So say if someone needed to get go to my house and pick something up. I could just be like, all right, just let me know when you're at the house, I'll open the garage, you go get it out of the garage and then I'll close it when you're done, you know, that kind of thing. So it's very convenient to have. Does it um,
1: send your phone an alert if you keep the garage door open? Cause that's what I need. I need, cause I've like accidentally opened the garage door and then forgot about it.
3: Yeah. I believe you can set it up to have it remind you at like at certain intervals. If your garage door is still open. Yeah. Um, that seems good. Yeah. Cause that, that, that's another great thing that it's for. Cause how many times have you left the house, just doing your routine commute to work or whatever, and you're driving, you're already on the main road, and you're like, "Did I close the garage?" Yeah, yeah. You're like I have no memory. I have no memory of closing my garage. But
2: thankfully for me, my so- Ring camera faces my garage, so I can, oh, just you can just see it. Hop on the Ring app and see it.
3: But yeah, yeah, but uh, I got the it's like the Chamberlain one. I got one that's actually a garage door brand because I felt that I don't want to get some weird. Chinese one.
0: That's uh, That's the most fucking dad thing you've ever said, by the way. Like I got one that's an actually that's a garage door.
3: (laughs) From a trustworthy American company.
0: (laughs) 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 How's the barbecue going, Dad?
3: Yeah. Um. No, I I thought it was it was a pretty cool uh, uh find, and uh yeah, it was really easy to set up, really simple to install, and it's convenient. You look at your phone to see if you're door's open or closed. And I believe you can set it up with Amazon because Amazon does that thing where they can throw shit in your garage. So if you're away from your house and you don't want shit front in, sitting in your front door for a long ass open time. Open it up. Yeah. Yeah, they Well, no, they um what you can do is you say I want this package delivered into my garage. So it gives the driver temporary access to open your garage to throw the package in and then they close the garage. Brilliant. Which is a little sketch. So I don't have that turned on. That'll only be if like if I'm on vacation. And I want them to throw it in the garage, then fine. I'll yeah. deal with it. Then. But
0: also, you're probably smart enough to not time your Amazon deliveries around a vacation. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, no, that actually sounds really good. I feel like we could use that. Because one of the best things that we've ever had is just, uh, like, all of our locks being smart locks now. I have oh, yeah. a very weird thing about locks. Like, I don't like leaving doors unlocked. So... You know, I'll be in bed, but I never think about it until I'm in fucking bed because that's when anxiety brain kicks in. I'll be like, just about to fall asleep, and I'm like, all the doors are unlocked, and someone's gonna rob us. And then, so I can just pick up our phone and and lock all the doors. And uh... or if I'm feeling squirrely, I'll unlock the doors and let fate decide. (laughs) Uh,
1: Of all the stupid smart devices I've bought, the smart locks are the most like daily used and like practical thing because yeah you That's do the same we've had
0: to replace the batteries and as far as our smart devices yeah. go like those are the ones that
1: but yeah it's so nice because you could do the same thing with the garage door it's like oh did i lock the door did i forget to lock the door you can just log on your phone and be like okay it's locked yeah uh yeah i think that is it uh anyone have anything else
0: um oh i stream oh, oh you do stream um, check yes, out jesse genesis, genesis. Yeah, yeah jesse genesis yeah. jesse
1: <laughs> genesis check out that yep. i do what
0: nintendo don't
1: you uh, do what nintendo don't
0: um, um
1: our next you final, hmm? you're gonna be playing final <laughs> fantasy 7 remake next year right
0: yeah or this, uh, this month <laughs> but oh this December. Month. hell yeah.
1: yeah uh also coming up in december our next episode we're taking a little break from games. Uh, we're going to be talking about our favorite Christmas movies. Uh, it's our Christmas oh, episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about our, uh, well, at least Jess and mine and maybe Justin's favorite Christmas movie. I don't know about you, Leo. Jingle All the way. way. Okay. Well, all of
2: our favorite collective Jamie. favorite. Without question.
0: With that I cookie mean, down. May, may,
2: maybe Die Hard is a contender.
0: But. Uh, fuck off. Uh, J- Jingle All the Way is... well.
1: we're gonna have to come up with our top five christmas movies and we're gonna have to decide once and for all if die hard is a christmas movie and whether or not it makes the top five this is where it will be definitive people yep yep yep. this this is gonna
0: be uh it's gonna be a shouting match uh i feel like good i'm
1: glad we got two different people on either sides of the die hard is a christmas movie and die hard is (laughs) not a christmas movie because i frankly just don't care. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Die Hard's a Christmas
0: tree because it has a Christmas party in it. Like, okay. Uh, but anyway, no, I'll, well, I'll save that rant. I'll save that rant. No, it's a, it's well, a valid point. Look forward point. to
1: that, look forward yeah, to that but... episode. We're going to have a good debate about Die Hard, I guess. Uh, and be we'll be talking about Jingle All the Way, which, uh, you know, go watch that movie. It's dumb. Go watch it. Uh, it's great, great. Great performances by... Phil Hartman and I guess Arnold Schwarzenegger.
2: Uh <laughs> he's always great. Come on. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh Arnold God.
3: Schwarzenegger as a dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Just, that's all yeah. you need to hear. Like it's our are... <laughs> So good. <laughs> I got I T- T- to T-
2: of Go T- 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 T-
1: T- also T- starring a
0: uh, a baby Anakin Skywalker. So uh That's true.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's true. Uh. <laughs> He's he's just awful in that
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's a baby. You guys I gotta know. let the poor kids. He's uh, not fucking it, Haley Joel Osment and fucking uh, McKenna Grace happened in the world. Now everyone wants kids to be good at acting. Like right, fuck right, a right. kid. this is,
1: this is pre kids being good at acting. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyways, all right. Before that, that. Yeah. all right. Um, it's late. Let's go to bed um, for the yeah. Good Games podcast. Yeah. I'm yeah. James.
2: No. I'm Leo. Justin.
0: And I'm the Android sent by Cyberlife. I'm Jesse. Um, All right, we'll see you guys next Android. time.
2: Goodbye.
0: <laughs> Bye. Choices matter.
1: No. Oh. Oh, and there goes. No. Sorry. Right. <laughs> she, <All right. laughs> she yeah, does she that every talking. time. Gone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she she did that last time, right? Yeah. How you been, Leah? Uh, good. Uh, yesterday was the our worst trip to Florida ever. Oh, I didn't even know uh, you were here last week. I did not even know. Yeah, we, we went down for Thanksgiving. Um, oh yeah. Uh, and um, on the way down there, first we decided to leave a day later because well we didn't plan too well and. We had to do a lot of prep and packing, so we decided, let's delay by a day. Then we leave on Sunday, and our tradition is to stop and get Chick-fil-A breakfast every time we head out out to Florida for a long drive. Got to do it. No that. Chick-fil-A on Sunday. so Oh, yeah, yeah. Strike number one. Yep. Then Horrible we decide to ruined. take off at, like, 2 in the morning. And, of Oof. course, it's, like, you know, a tough drive. Mostly because we weren't like we're not gonna we weren't gonna break up the trip like we did the last couple times we went down and like stay the night somewhere with Isaiah, so we're just gonna do the whole trip. So we thought it'd be better if he was sleeping for the first part of it, but then he woke up and was really hungry, so we stopped and got him a muffin at Panera Bread. Isaiah doesn't normally eat like a lot of sweets, oh. so then we ate some sweets oh, no. and then got in the car and very yeah. shortly after. In the middle of the drive, I was just—he was just like—and I was like, oh, "No!" I had to pull over <laughs> and like wipe everything down. And, I mean, I was sitting there wiping like the inside of a car seat for like an hour. Our oh, ten-hour drive turned into like sixteen hours. Yikes! That was last week for me.
1: Yikes! All right. Well, yeah, that
2: we we'd had to—you know—all of our plans to see friends and stuff went out the door.
0: Um, my nephew pulled out a sex toy during Thanksgiving.
2: well that just sounds like a good time Mm -hmm.
0: um
2: wait hold on what kind of sex toy
0: well let me explain
2: and how old is your nephew
0: (laughs) three um okay you won't remember but (laughs) we
2: will (laughs) (laughs) i was picturing like a teenage kid yeah yeah 23
0: uh came out with a butt plug (laughs) saying hey guys you don't have a real good who wants to stuff this turkey
2: christmas came early
0: Ah, uh, so did i but um <laughs> anyway so this is gonna be another 18 plus yeah uh, yeah this is an of... adults only
1: podcast <laughs> that's,
2: that's assumed when jess is on the yeah i'm,
1: <laughs> I'm already gonna have to i'm nasty uh <laughs> I'm already gonna have to do some interesting editing here
0: What? because of moxie
1: well yeah uh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah just cut it at moxie's butthole right
0: yeah moxie's butthole so uh anyway after seeing moxie's butthole um my uh my sister-in-law and i were off talking and you know like we were kind of just off in another room talking and our nephew kept running in there going like and it looked like he had like Mm. a computer mouse in his hands we we were Mm. like whatever you know he's three let him live his life um he wasn't hurting anybody so he keeps running in and out running in and out and then he finally stops he starts opening and closing it Mm. and we're like M- mice don't do that so let's uh let's see what do you got so we look at it and it's a sex toy that sucks on your mm. and we're both mortified because there are mm. only two women that live in this house mm. and neither of them are a good option uh
1: <laughs> well when it's your family none of them are a good option yeah
2: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah you know but hey, like
2: it's a perfectly natural thing
0: well, yeah, but you know, like if we had like a teenager living in the house, it'd be different. But when the choices are my mother and an autistic child, it's like Why is it better if it's a teenager? What? Well, no, again, if Teens it's be like doing
2: crazy things, I guess. No, like
0: yeah. I'm not saying like a random teenager. Like if we had a younger sibling, it'd just be kind of like Hi, I'm gonna I'm never gonna let this go. But you know, like it's not as mortifying as us saying, Hey, uh, nephew, where'd you find this? And him going, Grandma's room.